<laughs> you are about to change tact anytime soon in as far as the issue that you're commenting about uh, on this moment and it, it really is is welcome so no need for you to not express what you think what you feel it certainly also gives us a sense of uh, you know what the nation is truly feeling um, it, it, it helps us to broaden that perspective and really gives insight into the own views that that we have and and I think that it's important uh, to hear what it is that you as South Africans are feeling in this moment well let's uh, take a look at this now uh, for our SMME talk today our guest is in the business of creating consciousness, uh, particularly in the item that one buys. Most of us, of course, when we're buying items, often don't ask ourselves who made it, where was it made, what are the origins of this item. Ellen Cooper, let me welcome you onto the show. Good morning to you. How are you today? I'm well, thank you. Tell us a bit more about you know the eco-friendly marketplace that you have started. Yes, it's been quite an exciting and serious journey. I'm so excited to be on this. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's an eco-friendly marketplace um, that promotes and sells products that are not only good for people, but they're also good for their planet. Uh, our product ranges from beauty, fashion, home decor, and lifestyle. What does it mean when you say a product is not just good for people, but also good for the environment? A lot of the products that we buy from conventional stores Mm -hmm. are sadly covered in plastic. Um, And we don't stop to ask ourselves, where does that packaging go? If you look into our bathroom cupboards or kitchen cupboards, you'll find that everything is in plastic. And sadly, a lot of it does not get recycled. Um, And also our waste management systems in South Africa are sadly not in place to handle all of that. Um, So when we throw something away, it doesn't mean that it goes, it magically disappears. It will actually sit in a place called a landfill or illegal dumping site. And as we, as we go around our country, we do find a lot of litter as well in our in our streets. Um, so to take care of that, we need to um, reduce our waste in our homes as well as buy products that are reusable. Um, we, want, we want to try as much as possible not to throw anything away, but reuse containers or anything that we buy from stores. Mm. So that's the best way that we can also just reduce waste. Mm. So how are you doing things differently when it comes to the products then that you are, um, th- that y- you are sourcing for your eco-friendly marketplace? Does it automatically mean that um, you have particular standards that you are holding for your suppliers? Yes, certainly. A lot of it is basically when it comes to packaging. So we want to try and source packages that are um, in reusable containers such as glass or aluminium um, so that the whenever it gets to the customer, when they finish with their product, they can reuse it or recycle it depending on what the recycling centers if they do take in those products as well as the ingredients that the products use especially in our beauty department we want to try and source um, products that are made with organic um, and natural ingredients um, and when it comes to fashion we always promote things that are secondhand especially in fashion and home decor so we want to um, encourage people instead of buying something new mm. check in thrift stores and see if there are products that are similar that you can buy and give give um, old products a new home mm. yeah. uh, 
there's so many streams to try and follow up on there. The glass and aluminium packaging that you are working on, let's talk about what that does for the overall cost of the items um, that are available on your platform. Yes, certainly. So um, when it comes to glass and aluminium, yes, definitely there will be, um, the price will be a lot more because plastic is essentially cheaper to produce. That's why there's so much of it. Um, But we want to try to just encourage people to obviously, Mm. um, you know, look at it from a perspective of you will not only, you know, um, buy and consume the product, but you will also have maybe this beautiful container that you can keep and reuse for something else. We do give our community examples of what they can do with glass. So if if maybe, let's say, you buy a pasta sauce jar, when that is finished, you can use that container for something else, um, whether you maybe put a candle in it mm-hmm. or you use it to, you know, um, DIY a kitchen item. So, yeah, that's where the cost can uh, uh, how, do, how do you respond to clients who, in many instances, uh, especially prospective clients, will be thinking, well, this actually sounds like a lot of work, you know, and people often buy into convenience. So it's easy to buy a bottle of water that's wrapped in plastic and, you know, once you're done, you you throw it away. Um, whereas with a glass bottle, you now have to be uh, taking extra care in terms of this glass shouldn't break. I must be careful. Where am I going to put it? What am I going to use it for after this? How do you talk prospective clients through the process of being willing to put in the work when it comes to Mm. preserving these items and overall then preserving our environment? It's definitely a slow process and we do advise people to um, first of all, finish what they have at home mm-hmm. um, before they buy into new products. Um, and also what we try to do is just encourage through um, the reusing process, showing them how they, how else could they use those products in their homes instead of um, throwing them away. Um, another good thing that's also happening in South Africa is that you can start refilling some of your kitchen and bathroom products. So once you've finished with whatever glass product that you have in your home, you can take it to a refilling center to have maybe, let's say, a shampoo or conditioner refilled in the same bottle that was used for perhaps pasta. You know, so we show them the differences. And um, also a lot of startups and small businesses are also taking the initiative to do mm-hmm. things differently. Um, so when they are selling those um, their products in jars, they are also encouraging their customers, if you bring in that jar back for me to refill it for you or to exchange it for a new product, I will give you a 20% off. So, so yeah, there is that, you know, bit of incentive that they get from different businesses. Of course, the battle that you are also having to wage in some respect is around the consumerism and how yeah. consumerism has basically taken hold of, of, of our societies. Yeah. I know that <laughs> if I'm buying an item of clothing, there's nothing that smells quite as good as brand new clothes. <laughs> so how yeah. do you convince people to say, actually, instead of going to buy something new, go into, like you're saying, a thrift shop, a vintage shop, yeah. get something secondhand or even thirdhand? Yeah, yeah. Um, so when it comes to vintage clothes or um, just slow fashion, we encourage people through um 
maybe the style of the items um, that we saw. So we sourced timeless clothes, so things that you can wear from season to season. A lot of the fast fashion uh, clothes that we buy uh, from, from retail stores do not last very long. Mm-hmm. So, you know, something will be in season this, this month and the next week it's all gone. You know, it's something new that we see on Instagram. So we encourage people to go for timeless fashion, f- to go for colors that um, will always, you know, carry on from years to years so invest in high quality and you get a lot of those as well when you get to thrift stores Mm. tell me about the kind of market response that you've had so far it has been quite slow because um, the whole lifestyle, eco-friendly lifestyle, is um, something new in South Africa, right? So we are having, um, you know, we are growing our community. It has mm. been um, a lot of work, especially just creating content that can inspire people and educate people at the same time while, while you're also trying to sell a product at the same time. So it has been quite slow. And a lot of people are saying, you know, um, it's beautiful what you're doing, but we find that the products that you sell are too expensive. Mm. Um, you know, I might as well just go to... To whatever retail store and buy the same amount, the same product for less amount of money. Um, so yeah, it has been slow, but we are trying our best to just continue educating people and so they could see um, the the positive effects of of having um, eco-friendly products. Mm. And, and that's really the point, right? Uh, going back to that issue of of convenience, because there are multiple mm-hmm. reasons why yeah. people end up buying certain products above others, and um, more often than not, you'll find there's a very real economic reason attached to that yeah 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 i'm I'm seeing that one of the things that you also do on your website is that you're trying to promote the use of uh, products that have been made in africa whether it's consumables or even clothes yes yes so um the vendors that we have in the store they are all startups and small businesses around south africa so all their products are locally made in south africa and which is something that we are really proud of um, to just also encourage our vendors to, you know, try to make things here at home. It, it is very difficult, especially if you're trying to make products that are specifically for this industry. Mm. Um, so, so the little that we see and have in, in here at home, we try to promote. And, and you take up anybody who is uh, making goods that meet your criteria as a potential vendor? Yes, certainly. So we were focused mainly on um, women because, you know, most of our clientele, um, most of our vendors, the ones that approach us are women as well. Mm. So, yes, so we do focus on um, anyone here at home. Talk to me about being a businesswoman and having this enterprise that you're trying to get off the ground and get the buy-in mm-hmm. of, 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 of society. What has the experience been like for you? Um, yeah, and I've had to step out of my comfort zone starting with this interview. <laughs> I've had to do a lot of things that are uncomfortable, like public speaking or speaking at all. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I come from an information technology background where I never used to speak so much. Um, mm-hmm. Although I thought that, you know, I broke that by becoming an air hostess. But <laughs> here we are now um, in business. But, you know, the, the journey has been great so far. I've, I've been able to um, take all the skills and everything that I've learned from traveling and from working abroad and just putting it into this business and I mm. really believe in it. I believe that our country needs uh, a way forward as far as um, the environment is concerned, as far as the people are concerned and um, you know, we do have a lot of uh, challenges here at home, both economic and social injustices and um, some of the things that, some of the ways that we can improve that is really just uh, building our businesses so hopefully 
in the future we can employ people and create employment. And, mm. I, and I believe so much in startups and small businesses. When you support them, you support also those that are unemployed. What, what, so I'm what, really yeah. proud of that. <laughs> Was there anything in particular that piqued your interest when it comes to your own consciousness and awareness of the environment and how we can be doing things differently Um, because protecting the environment today is effectively giving future generations an opportunity to live in to live in a better environment yeah um, just understanding that how our daily decisions is, are not only impacting ourselves, but they are impacting, you know, the people around us and also the planet and also the future generation. You know, we, we look at our beautiful country and everything that we have in it, but one day there might not be this, that amount of animals around us. There might not be the ocean and the beaches to enjoy in the beautiful parks because that's slowly deteriorating just based on the fact that how we handle and um, um, treat our planet. So, um so the, a lot of it personally has to do with just being aware and conscious of the fact that there are other people. There are there is also something called the planet that exists and animals mm. that exist. We're not uh, superior to to nature. We are part of the ecosystem, and that's how we should be treating it. Mm. What do you find is often the biggest challenge when trying to get people to be more more aware, perhaps even from the perspective of some of your friends or, or family yeah. members? Um, it's education. Um, I think that that is missing and just the awareness of it all. Um, I just remember also my own personal journey. I was living in the UK at a time and, um, you know, I just put everything in one, one bin and never had to worry about where's that bin going. Mm. Um, that's where I had to learn that I needed to separate, um, you know, my rubbish. We had about four bins in, in our house when we were living in the UK, which is quite a lot. And as soon as I understood why we were doing that, that's when I understood that, okay, now I can start taking, um, you know, a step forward and start doing things differently yeah. so I think it all starts with education so once we're aware and once we're educated enough mm. that's when we can start taking those necessary steps to, to bring change in, in our country and, yeah. and it really begins with each of us making making that step you know as as initially as inconvenient as it may feel and yeah. seem initially yeah. um, because I think a, a lot of companies are also talking sustainability but what they are doing is not aligning with that. And, and we certainly need a greater buy-in, especially from uh, some of the big producers. We do. And we do need to also hold them accountable. So to anyone who's listening, if there's an establishment that you either um, enjoy eating from or shopping from, speak up. You know, that's what helps. You know, now, um, if I can mention, Pick and Pay is now doing, um, you know, with the fruit and veg bags, they do have reusable ones. Mm. We see a lot of them like checkers. They are using brown brown paper bags. So um, they are taking, um, you know, the change is happening, but we need to keep encouraging it. So I would advise anyone who's listening to mm. write to companies, to speak to their managers and just use your voice. And, and yeah. in many respects, I think part of that change also rests with the, with the consumer. Because if, if, yeah. if shops are giving you brown paper bags and you're complaining about it, you're forcing yeah. them back into their old habits. Yeah, yeah. And it's also to remind consumers that you can carry your own plastic um, um, plastic bags or carry your own bags, reusable bags, right? Mm. Um, it, it really does start with us, though. You have to also just um, do your bit, all right? Don't just, I, I know, I, I just 
came across a, an incident where somebody was just littering just right in front of, of, of my of my sister's house. And I told them off and they were like, no, I'm creating employment. And I'm like, no, stop with that mentality. Mm. You're not creating employment by littering. You know, it starts with you. You need to do different because your child will see it and they will keep doing it as well. All right. Yeah. All right. I've got a couple of messages coming in for you. Let's maybe try and play this voice note before we get to the headlines. Okay. Uh, good morning, Kathy. You know what? Uh, it's very interesting topic on recycling. Uh, actually, the guys we work with here at the workshop where we're doing repairs and all the stuff on the furniture, I take all the mayonnaise or beetroot uh, bottled uh, containers. I always uh, wash them, clean them, and we use them to drink water, to make cocktails and juice for our clients when they're coming to do quotations. So we keep the, those uh, bottled mayonnaise and Oh, Shezi, that's a lovely one. That's but, a lovely one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is that one <laughs> of those that you have as a suggestion on your website? Yes, yes, definitely. All right. Ellen yeah. Cooper, let me thank you so much for your time. Don't worry, you have done really, really <laughs> well in this interview. <laughs> oh, my goodness, I'm shaking. <laughs> My voice is shivering. I, I could, so I could much, hear Kathy. you take a deep breath like, oh, oh Lord, God. when is this ending? You no, have no, been no, absolutely no, fantastic. So all right, Ellen. <laughs> thank you, Kathy. Thanks for the time. All right. Okay. We wish you all of the best uh, for okay. the future there. Uh, Ellen Cooper is uh, the founder of eco-friendly marketplace called Conscious Lifestyle Collective. And as you heard from her own experience there, uh, yeah, what a really lovely story. And we can all do so much more. And as I point the finger, I'm aware of the fact that there are at least four pointing back at me, right? Um, Because I'm that person who always forgets their recyclable bag at home. It's 10.30. Luanda Maume standing by with your news. Luanda, you don't strike me as the kind of person who walks around with a recyclable bag either.